안녕하세요. Good morning. Good morning. My dear brothers and sisters, clergy and ambassador for peace. 안녕하십니까? Today I'd like to talk about uh, the uh, True Family and I from True Mother's Anthology, Volume 2. We'd like to study. The True Family and I. The question is, what does God need? We call God the king of love or the owner of love. If God is the king of love, this means that God needs a queen. This is an absolute principle. Then who can be the absolute God's object partner of love? A true human being. Ladies and gentlemen, you need money, you need knowledge, and you need power. However, if you do not have a spouse, all of that will be useless. A husband needs a wife and children. A wife needs a husband and children. The place where those object partners of love are found is the family. My husband and I serve God, the subject partner of love, as his object partners of love who completely satisfy the ambition of his conscience. The family where man and woman unite as object partners of God's love, and where children live happily, centered on the true love of God, is the foundation of the kingdom of heaven on earth. Thank you. Uh, the question is, what does God need? We call God the king of love or the owner of love. If God is a king of love, this means that God needs a queen. This is an absolute principle. Then who can be the absolute God's object partner of love? A true human being. You need money, you need knowledge, and you need power. However, if you do not have a spouse, all of that will be useless, Father said, the true mother said. A husband needs a wife and children, a wife needs a husband and children, the place where and those objects are partners of love are found is the family. After all, what is the purpose of God creating human beings? It's not money, it's not power, it's not fame, and it's not knowledge. There is something God cannot have even with money, power, fame, and knowledge. And that is love. Everyone asks God, God, heavenly God, what is your greatest wish for me? Then God will answer like this. I don't need anything. I have everything. I just want you to be the object of my love. So I want to live with you and giving and receiving forever. That, you know, <laughs> however, because of love, because love must come through the, the other person, right? Even God cannot possess that love unless it is for the other person. Love only comes from object partner. Even though God has everything, but without object partner of love, he cannot feel love, right? So then who is the object partner of God? That is human being. That's why God also hoped for the 
through human being, his object partner. Therefore, human being must live and love God more than anyone else as God's absolute object partner. That's why God needs what? Object partner. What kind of things does he need to do the object partner? Love. Nothing else. No money, no material, nothing else. He only needs love to be the human being. He needs my love. He wants to be recognized by me. Not God is not just only giving and giving and, and then, you know, sacrificing. Also, he needs love. Give and take action. He needs my love. He needs my rec recognition as well. That's why, what should I do for God? You know, we need to love God more than knowledge, more than anything else, more than money, more than power, more than fame. That is our job. Can create eternal relationship between subject partner and object partner, between parents and children. That's why Jesus said, the greatest commandment is what? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all with all your mind. And then the Father explained this, you know, Jesus' commandment. Then God is selfish. Many people say, even some of them outside people, oh, God is selfish, you know. Ask the human being, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. But through Father explained very clearly. God, the parent of humankind, he showed the way already. That's why Jesus said we need to resemble God. God already showed the model. He loved the human being, each one of the human being, with all his heart, with all his soul, and with all his mind. That kind of way. He loves each one of the human beings that kind of way. That's why we need to return to God. We need to return to God. That's why Jesus said, you know, to return, what's the best way? You need to know what the greatest commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Wow. Keep and take action. God loved me that way. The other meaning, God was expecting something through that kind of way. That's why God needs love. He wants to leave me with, live with me forever, every minute, every second. He wants to see through my own eyes. He wants to touch through my own hands. He wants to walk together with, using my feet. He want to he want to feel through my my sense and feeling. He want to stay with me. That is God's desire. That's why, as the object of of the pattern of God's love, of the pattern of God, we need to you know return with this kind of the action of love, right? Living uh, divine principle. And the consequence of the fall of man, let's start. The consequences of the human fall. What were the consequences of the spiritual and physical fall of Adam and Eve for the entire universe? 
including humankind and the angels. Satan and fallen humanity. Satan is the name given to the archangel Lucifer after he fell. When the first human ancestors fell, they bound themselves in blood ties with Lucifer. They formed a four-position foundation yoked to Satan, and thus all humanity became the children of Satan. This is why Jesus said to the people, you are of your father, the devil, and called them a brood of vipers. Also in Romans 8.23, St. Paul wrote, not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the spirit grown inwardly as we wait for adoption as sons. This indicates that no one belongs to the lineage of God. Instead, human beings are of the lineage of Satan. Adam and Eve fell while they were still immature and they formed a four position foundation centering on Satan. Consequently, this world has come under Satan's sovereignty. Hence, the Bible calls Satan the ruler of this world and the God of this world. Furthermore, it is written in Romans 8, verse 19 to 22, the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. These verses describe the agony of the creation as it longs for the appearance of unfallen people who have perfected their original nature and who will vanquish Satan and rule it with love. Yeah, let us study Father's word. Who led us to the fall? We must know who led us to the fall. Did Adam fall alone? Did God make it like that? There was no choice but for it to happen at that time. It was because of the devil. It was due to the devil, the head of the evil. Satan is the one who had made us frightened, piled up the walls of fear around us, drove us to the position of death, and made us lose God, violated, and exploited us. We must have a strong conviction that we will seek for such Satan and penetrate his heart with an arrow of all the heart's burnings, agony, and sadness. God has never taken a rest even one day, for there remains the enemy and the process of the fights against him. That's why we ourselves also must have an idea that we will fight against the enemy without ceasing, even though we are going to lose everything. As the one who has been pioneering this path is following that way, I myself also must do that way, then make a strong resolution and take an action on it. Otherwise, you will become away from the center. The reason to participate in workshops. One reason to participate in workshops is to be disconnected from the enemy and become liberated from him. And the other is in order for you to be victorious after having been developing the resentments on the enemy. This unification church is the place where you can learn how to fight against Satan and how to win over him. Therefore, you must make a strong resolution that you will become a soldier of victory 
and participate in workshops with the resolution. And by participating in workshops, you should develop your heart and personality through God's words. In order to do so, you must deny your body. As your inner self is not changed by the external conditions, like hunger and cold, etc., you must learn the way you can completely deny your outer self, then become a winner by putting up your conscience at the most positive position. Yeah. Let's just summarize what Father is talking about. Yeah. Uh, who led us to the fall? Who made us afraid? Who built a wall of fear around us? Who drove us to the seat of death? Who caused us to lose God, our parents? Who is the one who has trembled on us, used us, and left us with the arrows of harm and pain and sorrow? It was the satanic devil, the archangel Lucifer. We need to know that the identity of Satan. Who is a Satan? I think without knowing divine principle, no one understands the identity of the Satan. That's why our divine principle is very, very great because teaching who is the Satan. Then what attitude must we have against our enemy, the devil, according to Father? I just summarizing here. We must thoroughly uncover the identity of such devils. We must have the conviction that we will send, uh, concentrate all our hands and pains and sorrows into one arrow and uh, pierce it uh, into the heart of the enemy and devil. You must have the heart to fight on behalf of God who has been fighting this enemy until now, without a day's rest. We must fight the enemy with the shimjong of righteous indignation, ceaselessly, even if we lose everything. Just like a true parent who pioneered and paid the way for the will while fighting Satan, we must resolve the work that passed and put it into practice accordingly. We must know that if we don't have the shinjong of righteous indignation of, to fight against Satan like Tropans, we will become the exist, uh, we, uh, we will become on uh, existence irrelevant to God and true parents. We must develop our shinjong and character through the work and resolve to become victorious, uh, you know, warriors to fight against Satan. Since Satan's stronghold is the body, we must deny our body thoroughly. We must become the champion who puts our conscience in the highest positive position you know, to fight and overcome Satan. To defeat Satan, we need to know clearly about the four beings. This is very important, my brothers and sisters. How to win over Satan? How to win over Satan? You need to know very clearly 
about the four beans. Okay? Number one. First is God. You need to know God. Relationship between God and me. You need to know very clearly who is God. Without knowing God, you cannot go back to God's person. Secondly, you need to know who disturb you most. You need to know the identity of the Satan. Third is what? True parents. True parents need to come as the savior. Human being cannot, cannot, cannot be saved by alone. We need to have a doctor. We are patient. We need to have a doctor. True parents come as a doctor. And then force is what? We need to know who I am. Who I am. We need to understand very clearly four beings. That's why when we teach divine principle, we need to teach a centering on these four points. We need to teach clearly who is God. Not just only God's existence, dual characteristics and plus or minus, man and woman or male or female, not like this. We need to know very clearly God's heart. God's incredible heart, God's sorrowful heart. We need to share about God's home as well, God's will. Relationship between God and me. Secondly, who makes human beings fall? Who is that? When we try to go back to God, who is the number one enemy? Satan. Many people teaching something about or talking about God, talking about Jesus, and talking about my own self. Many religions seldom talk about Satan. Of course, Christians are talking about Satan and they're talking about evil, but they do not know very clearly the identity of the Satan. That's what we need to teach. Satan. If we know the identity of the Satan, we know how to overcome it. And then, just only talking about God and Satan, who save us? We need to teach very clearly the identity of the Jesus and true parents. Was the first Adam? Was the second Adam? Why second coming need to come again? We need to teach true parents. And then, Finally, the more, one of the most important points, what's the relationship with God? What's the relationship with Satan? What's the relationship with the true parents? You need to teach them who I am. Many people do not know. Where, where does I, where uh, you know, do I come from? Where should I go back? Where's the, my purpose of life? Many people do not know my own identity. But our divine principle is very, very clear. That's why anyone listen to divine principle from the you know, introduction part to second coming, everybody very clear. God does exist. Satan is a devil. Third, we need two parents. We need to know that who I am, where to, where to go, what to do, clear purpose of life. This is very important. If we do, without knowing these four beings, we cannot go back to God's person. Today's youth ministry, the meaning of the uh, true uh, restoration. Let's just start. 
the meaning of the original substance of the divine principle. True parents spoke a lot about the meaning of the original substance of divine principle until right before his ascension. We must clearly know what true parents mean by the original substance of the divine principle and reflect on ourselves. When God and true parents look upon us, have we ourselves and our families really become the original substance of the principle? It means to discover what kind of person I am through the principle. Am I really someone who is principled or not? Are we really reborn through true love? It means to realize whether I really resemble God and true parents and whether I am becoming the original substance of the divine principle through the words of the principle. Listening to OSDP lectures itself is not important, but it is to truly rediscover and reflect on oneself through the principle. It doesn't mean anything if you just listen to OSDP lectures and go back. What is the point if you just listen to the lecture and go back to the way you were before? Thank you, Vinyani. Why did the true parents put so much emphasis on the original substance of divine principle? I listened a few times. When God and true parents look upon us, have we ourselves and our families really become the original substance of true, uh, original substance of the principle? True parents want to ask how much we have become the original substance of the divine principle rather than the lecture on the principle itself. I must discover what kind of person I am through the principle. Am I really someone who is a principled or not? It means that we should be seriously aware of whether we are truly living and resurrected through the word of the principle. Why the point if you just listen to the lecture and go back to the way you uh, uh, the way you were before? Now is the age of love. We must focus on changing ourselves. Next. If we do not practice the word, what kind of results does it bring? When it is Sunday, we go to church and attend worship. Being on time for church and listening to the sermon are important too. But when we go back home from church, do we really live with the same heart that was touched during worship? No matter how much worship you attend, what, you, what do you do? What has changed between before and after attending the service? If you do not change even after hearing the word, you easily become a person who keeps up their appearance, just like members of established churches. If we do not change even after hearing the word, what kind of results will that family bring? No matter how much you know the principle intellectually, if people do not change, the family becomes very cold. If we do not practice the word, what kind of results does it bring? Look at the reality of Christianity today. 
Look at how they became divided into many denominations and fight because of the Bible. Look at how they regard the Unification Church as an enemy because of the Bible. Our Unification Church blessed families heard the principle and became blessed couples. But if we do not put it into practice, the husband and wife can become enemies of each other. If we judge each other based on the principle that each knows, that is, the principle the wife knows and the principle that the husband knows, then they become enemies. And in the relationship with the church members, there is no heart, no longing, and no heart to cherish each other. Yeah. Do you know why we become cold with each other? Flow externally and lose heart? It is, it is because we only understand the word with our heads and put it, uh, not put into practice. If we hear the word, you should put it into practice and change. But we do not do that, my brothers and sisters. We need to really focus on changing my life. And we need to really focus on my spiritual growth. We really need to focus on changing about you know, my character, my personality. If you do not change even after hearing the word, you, you, you easily become a person who keeps up their appearance just like members of established churches. If you don't change after hearing the word, it's easy to spread into a theoretical war with the word. So in the end, the denominations and divorce and the thing of each other as enemies and become the cold hearted. Look at the reality of the Christianity today. Look at how they became divided into many denominations and fight because of the Bible. Look at how they regard the Unification Church as an enemy because of the Bible. Our Unification Church blessed the family, heard the divine principle, and become the blessed couple. But if we do not put into practice, the husband and wife can become enemies of each other. If we judge, if we judge each other based on principle that each knows, that is the principle the wife knows and the principle that a husband knows, then they become enemies. And in the relationship with the church members, there is no heart, no longing, no heart to cherish each other. However, if you put the word into practice, you always become stronger internally and become a person who is heartistic and who serve others and lives for others. My brothers and this is a very important point, you know. Anyone truly experience of God's heart. Anyone truly understand heart of Jesus. Substantial and real experience, they realize that, wow, God is my parent, I'm child of God. How can I fight with other, other churchy religion or black people, white people, or yellow people? Father said, according to you know, real experience of God's heart, anyone experience of God's heart, anyone real experience of the Holy Spirit, anyone truly experience of a true parent's heart, there's no fighting. They realize that we are one. 
But without practicing, without experience of God's heart, and just only understand intellectually, and then become very theoretical, very much external, according to the tradition like that, according to divine principle like that, and according to Bible teaching like that, just judge and then curse each other, blame each other, and then create another denominations. That's why without practicing, without experiencing God's heart, not come from heart, just only from the, your intellectual way, beyond become very much theoretical, then become very dry, become very cold, and they, you know, charge very easily. Then there's a reason, you know, create so many denominations. There's a reason to fight each other, become enemy each other. That's why here talking about, we need to really focus on tactics. We need to focus on how much change in my life you know, God's word. You know, beyond or any denomination, beyond the theory. Even though divine principles are great, but if I do not practice, same as, same, same as existing church members. Actually, practice is that much important, my brothers and sisters. Next. The meaning of true restoration. If we hadn't known the principle, there might not have been a standard for judging others. If you cannot show the Bible a principle by putting it into practice, it is worse than not knowing it. Just like how many denominations were created and ministers and church members fight each other because of the Bible. If we do not practice the word, even while knowing it, we could bring the same consequences it is the same as knowing the knowledge of the Bible and becoming a believer through the Bible, yet we cannot find genuine, true believers. Although we unificationists also heard the principle and received the blessing, we need to reflect on whether we really became original substances of the principle. Also, we need to look back on ourselves on whether we are substantial beings of the heart who really know the principle and put it into practice. If I really know the original substance of the divine principle, I must become someone who is reborn and resurrected. What is restoration? It means returning to the origin of creation before falling and returning as the original substance of the principle centering on the heart. It is important whether or not we have truly become original substances of the divine principle that the original world of creation requires rather than just listening to OSDP lectures just because we were told to. Thank you, Heavenly Honey. Just like uh, how many denominations were created and ministers and church members fight each other because of the Bible, if we do not practice the word, even while knowing it, we could bring the same consequences. It is the same as knowing the knowledge of the Bible and becoming a believer through the Bible, yet we cannot find genuine true believers. Although we unification is, 
also heard the divine principle and received the blessing, we need to reflect on whether we really become original substance of the divine principle or not. If we had not known the principle, there might uh, there might not have been a standard for uh, you know judging others. Although we unificationists also heard the divine principle and received the blessing, we need to really, really reflect on whether we really become original substance of principle. I'd like to repeat again. Also, we need to, to look back on ourselves, on whether we are substantial being of the heart who really know the divine principle and put into practice. If I really know the original substance of the divine principle, I must become someone who is reborn and resurrected. My brother senses, how much am I changing since I joined Unification Church? How about my character? How about my personality? How about my relationship with the church? How about my relationship with my able and God? Improving, growing, really developing, and then it is better day by day. This is important, my brothers and sisters. What is the restoration? It means returning to the origin of creation before falling and returning as the original substance of the principle centering on heart. Today, really very important guidance given by true father. Today, I spoke about the meaning of a true restoration. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, you very much. Long, for helping us understand the words we hear. Do we really put it into practice or is it just words really? Um, as we're joining more in devotion every day, we should really be able to continue to, um, yeah, live centered on divine principle and become the original substances of the DP. So thank you so much for teaching us that this morning. Um, for our living testimony, we have Pastor Michael Hendricht. Uh, I believe he's going to be sharing about Colorado and Utah workshop. So please go ahead and share. Good morning, everybody. My name is Michael Hendrick. My wife and I co-pastor the Colorado Family Church in Denver. And I'd like to share with you all today a brief report on our three-day winter workshop that we held here at the end of the year. Um, this was a joint effort between Colorado and Utah. We had about 17 participants aged 13 to 19 with 11 people supporting as staff in addition. The focus of this workshop was on Ilsham refresh, like refreshing the content of Ilsham. We had about half of the participants had already done Ilsham a couple of years ago, but half of the participants had never done it before. So um, we had a really wonderful group of, uh, of youth and staff, and it was held at our church here in Denver. Um, here's Anisa Tanaka. She and her husband are um, leading our youth ministry efforts here in Denver, doing a really wonderful job. The bulk of the presentations were given by Kenzo Tanaka, who is part of the GPA staff and Andrew Love, who's part of High Noon. They gave uh, many, many wonderful talks like Your Heavenly Parent and You, Your Family, Your School of Love, Becoming My True Self, True Parents and Heavenly Tradition, and Purity and Blessing and Becoming Owners of Chanogok. So um, they gave a lot of really great 
talks. Uh, my boys particularly like this talk they shared with me. It was very, very helpful for them. Uh, here you can see Andrew Love, High Noon, and also used to be the pastor in uh, Manhattan and uh, Maryland communities. They focused a lot on the three great blessings and deep, delving deep into the ideal and addressing hardships of living with God in a hostile environment of modern society. Also, uh, my wife and I, we gave a talk on repentance and determinations for new year. This seemed really fitting because, especially because we were coming to the end of the year, it was an opportunity for the youth to write the kind of reflection and confessions down and then burn them uh, for uh, getting a good start to the new year. And uh, here we also have a, a great uh, morning service given by young Neil Fleischer, where he gave a really uh, moving life testimony and uh, also on his personal life of faith. We also really had the blessing to be able to use a nearby gym. Uh, we have a partnership with uh, another nonprofit and they let us use their gym for free when whenever we want, as long as it's not busy with other people. So that was a really great place to do our activities, especially because we got totally snowed out at that time. We had, you know, almost a foot of snow. So we're grateful for indoor space. And unfortunately, our church doesn't have a gym. Um, yeah, a lot of basketball. We had a lot of activities. Um, the kids had a lot of fun. Uh, here's a fun little video. <laughs> no sound. Got to give a good, uh, a big hand to two young ladies from Utah, Yansu Huang and Alicia Kuhlman. They organized all the activities and uh, and uh, uh, um, games for all the youth. And I know that they uh, went really well. We also have a couple of people who are on GPA right now, Elvis Daboni and Christian Galame. They shared some presentation about GPA and also Elvis also shared uh, a testimony about discovering his own personal life of faith on GPA as well. So that was really great. And, you know, hopefully we have more participants going to GPA in the next few years as well. Uh, here you can see Alicia and Yansu. They're doing like a Jeopardy activity with the kids. And uh, we had a really wonderful uh, group of people, of um, staff of cooks and volunteers who created, made all these delicious meals. Uh, ramen and bulgogi and udon and and uh, kalbi and all these different things. So I think the kids, uh, you know, they got a lot of the physical nourishment along with their spiritual nourishment, which never hurts. Here they are. They were a really wonderful team. They worked together well and they worked really hard. At, I mean, hard to have a workshop without food, right? Uh, here's some more pictures of some of the activities that they did together. Um, yeah, just a lot of smiling faces. That was my one of my takeaways from the whole experience. They just, all of them seemed very happy. And especially by the end of it, even though there was a few of them that didn't seem like they wanted to be there at first, but they all seemed very close at the end and kind of sad to leave and go home. So that's, you know, 
gives them something to look forward to in the future. Is another activity. <laughs> Some more activities. And, uh, you know, really the focus of the workshop was to reinforce the bond with God between our children and our families through providing a safe, loving environment and also digging deeper into their daily struggles of what it means to be a teenager and navigating their relationship with their personal relationship with God and true parents. So for myself personally, I was really grateful for this. This was my, um, my boys, my twin boys uh, first workshop and uh, they, they had a really good time and I felt very comfortable for them to be able to go and attend. So I'm really grateful for that for them. Um, like I said earlier, they, they, they shared, they really liked um, some of the high noon talks like on uh, crushes and things like that. And, uh, and uh, I think all the talks were really well received and um, it was a really great workshop. So thank you so much for listening and for, uh, for watching my pictures and uh, have a happy new year. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much, Michael Hendrick, even though he's not here, just only recording, but I really appreciate that. Now recently many second generation activity going on. I really deeply appreciate that. Once again, thank you very much. Thank you, Pastor Michael Hendrick, and for the incredible pictures and also really sharing uh, the meaning of the workshop and what you guys did in Utah and collaboration with also Colorado. 